right in front of the neighbors, grabbed my face and pushed it away from him. It was humiliating. Welcome to Through the Fire, a podcast about how to live life while experiencing emotional abuse. Each week, I'll share my experiences with you, and we'll break down the lessons I've learned and help you apply them to your own life so that we can all start living with joy and purpose while learning how to keep ourselves safe and sane. So it's that time of year again. It's my birthday time. And if you're with an abuser, you know that special occasions are usually not something you look forward to. They're usually something that you dread. And this year was no exception for me. The night before my birthday party, my guy was angry at me. And as we were coming home, our neighbors offered us some shots. Now, my guy doesn't really drink. He tries not to drink because when he does, he gets out of control. And that's when we've had our biggest problems. Anytime he's become physical, it's always been when he's drinking. And he knows from his past that he doesn't handle alcohol well. So he made the decision to drink because he was angry at me and he knew that it would upset me, or at least he thought it would upset me. The thing about it is, is that I know he doesn't really have a drinking problem. He's gone for long stretches of time without drinking and I don't really care if he drinks one way or the other, but I do care if he's abusive and drinking does not make you an abusive person. Lots of people are able to drink without treating other people abusively. I myself am an example. When I drink, I tend to have a lot of fun and laugh. And if I drink way too much, you know, I get sick and maybe pass out. But I don't tend to treat others like crap on purpose because that's not who I am. So he, he started drinking and I went out to hang out with the neighbors and him because I enjoy hanging out with my neighbors. They're really nice people. They're really fun to be around. And throughout the evening... He was drinking more and more, and he actually started drinking the alcohol that we had purchased for my birthday party, which I wasn't super concerned about because we could always go buy more. We were listening to music, and at one point, he started serenading me, looking me in the eyes, telling me about how this was our song, and it was a nice romantic song, and he pulled me in close, and he brushed the hair out of my face. And as he brought his hand around, he then put his hand right in the middle of my face and pushed it away from him and said, you don't love me the same. I didn't know what he was talking about. I didn't know if he meant I didn't love him the same as I used to or I didn't love him the same as he loved me. I wasn't sure what he was talking about and it didn't really matter. It was humiliating. He grabbed my face and pushed it away right in front of our neighbors. They looked so uncomfortable and I felt really bad for them and I left to go inside he called me back outside told me that you know just hang out that he won't do it again anything like that but as the night went on he just kept doing things like that until finally I left him to drink by himself and I went to sleep because I was not willing to put up with any more abuse that night um it's like getting to the point where I can't stand it it's just too much Too much for me to handle. Any amount of abuse is too much for someone to handle. Is more than anyone should have to handle. And I am reaching my limit as far as how much I can really take. He thinks I'll be around forever no matter how badly he treats me. But what he doesn't realize is that I 
have been working on myself, that I have been researching our dynamics and my part in it and his part in it and learning about why I feel so terrible when I'm around him. And what I'm realizing is that it's not me. I'm not doing anything wrong. The only flaw that I have in this is that my self-esteem is so low that it is difficult for me to set and enforce my boundaries. Again, with the boundaries, right? It seems to be a very common theme with this, but in any abusive relationship, boundaries are a huge issue. We have clear boundaries. It's what prevents you from getting into situations like this in the first place. But anyway, that's not the theme of today's episode. I want to talk about what to do when you're feeling absolutely humiliated by your partner. First things first, what is humiliation? Humiliation is to make somebody feel ashamed and foolish by injuring their dignity and self-respect. And dignity is the state or quality of being worthy of honor or respect or having honorable rank or position. So basically what they're trying to do by harming your dignity is knock you down a peg to make you feel worthless and to make sure that other people don't respect you either. So when somebody is trying to humiliate you and embarrass you in front of other people, the first thing you want to do is try not to react, right? That is the goal when somebody is shaming you or trying to humiliate you is they're trying to make you feel a certain way. And if you just take your time responding, that is going to allow you to think more clearly and respond with a level head in a logical way as opposed to getting emotional and having an emotional outburst. Because when you have an emotional outburst, one, it doesn't feel good. And two, it's exactly what they're trying to accomplish. So when you are able to calmly respond to what's happening rather than getting sucked in emotionally, you gain the upper hand. Now, having been in this situation for four years, I completely understand that it is insanely difficult to not have an emotional reaction to somebody who knows all of your buttons. They know how you think. They know what hurts you. They've spent all this time studying you so that way they know exactly how to get an emotional reaction from them. But if you don't give it to them, then you win. So a lot of people call this gray rock. This gray rock method is basically where you become really dull and boring like a gray rock. Like nobody is interested in a gray rock, right? So maybe if you're living with this person, you can't escape yet. Um, You have to be around them. You just become dull and boring. Don't give them any more ammo. Don't talk to them about your feelings. You try not to show them your emotions and you become dull and boring. And they have nothing to feed off of. They have nothing to antagonize you with. If they're not getting an emotional reaction from you, they might get angry depending on your situation. Sometimes they'll just get bored and leave you alone. So you have to be aware of your person and know how they like to respond and what triggers them. But what I found in my situation is that this gray rock method, just becoming really boring, tends to work pretty well. I would say that this is probably the most important thing when somebody is humiliating you in public. But some other techniques that you can use is you can try to change the subject or you can laugh along with them, you know, or make it into a joke 
or pretend like it doesn't bother you. And this is really difficult because I know it's bothering you because I've been there and I know what bothered me. But I also understood that this person's goal is to bother you. They, they were trying to bother me. And if I don't give them that, then they don't get what they want. And at least then I have some dignity left. So like I said, you can laugh with them. You can change the subject. You can leave. Um, usually with an abuser, pulling them aside or telling them to stop or addressing the behavior is probably not going to work. Now, like I said, you know your person. So if you think that that will work, then you should do that. But I think it's better to find somebody else who really cares, who's willing to listen, to validate your feelings, and to sympathize with you and your embarrassment, but not your abuser, not the person who is actively shaming you or humiliating you in public, right? Just laugh, laugh it off and then go find somebody else who can sympathize with you and help you work through it. One of the things that I did that kept me stuck for a really long time was I kept expecting my abuser to, to validate my feelings, to acknowledge what he did was wrong, and to be my comfort. And what I really needed to do was I needed to stop turning to him for comfort. You can't turn to the person who is hurting you for comfort from being hurt. It creates a really vicious cycle, and it makes you really confused. Another really great technique to help you deal with humiliation is this idea of just owning whatever it is that the person is trying to use against you. Maybe you did something embarrassing or you made a mistake. You can always take the stance of like, yeah, so what? Like, everybody makes mistakes. Or yeah, I'm not the only person to have ever done that. And if it's something, maybe they're trying to embarrass you based off of a preference that you have, you can just own it and say, yeah, I like that. So what? You know, and when you take that stance, that like, so, it takes away their power. When I was a kid, people used to try to tease me a lot because my mother was lesbian. And that's the stance that I took. That is the stance that got me through all of my childhood and my high school years when people were like, oh, your mom's a lesbian. And I'd be like, yeah, tell me something I don't know. Like, so what? doesn't mean anything about me. doesn't mean anything at all. Like, that, what is that, an insult? That's just a fact. And so when you own whatever it is they're trying to use against you, you take away their power. And at first, it might not feel good to have to own that. But if you think about it for a minute, just think about how empowering that is. You just take away their the thing that they're trying to use against you and you get that power. It's a power shift. You know, it's not only taking away power from them, but it's also giving the power back to yourself. And after living through what you have lived through and after me living through what I've lived through, having a little power back feels really good. So then after the situation, let's say you did a really good job of going gray rock. You did a really good job of taking a yeah, so what approach. And after the situation's over, you've had time to cool off, to think about it. You're alone. Then how do you deal with the feelings of this? Right? Maybe it's still bothering you. Maybe you did a really good job of playing off like you owned it. But maybe you're not really truly there yet and you're not actually owning it. What do you do then? then you got to ask yourself, why is this bothering me so much, right? Like, what is it that is making me feel so upset by this? 
And for me in my situation, when he pushed my face away and said, you don't love me the same, that bothered me so much because for one, it was evidence that I'm allowing somebody to treat me like crap, right? Like now my neighbors know that this guy treats me this way. And I felt embarrassed that I didn't have enough self-respect to put my foot down to not be treated like that. That's what was bothering me about that part of the situation. And the other part was that he kind of had a point that he's, when he said, you don't love me the same, I was like, I don't love you the same as what? It's the same as I did when we first got together. No, because you spent the last four years abusing me and I'm, and I'm hurt and I have a lot of resentment now. And when I look at you, I don't feel that same kind of warm, loving feeling. I feel pain and I feel fear. And I was angry that he could see that on some level and was still stringing me along. I was angry at myself for putting up with that. I was angry at myself for not taking a stand, for not doing something, you know? And so that is why I felt so humiliated because I was really angry at myself for not loving myself more. So if that's something that you are experiencing, if this might be something to really look at. It might be something you want to talk about with a therapist or a trusted friend or family member, or maybe it's something you could journal about. You know, why is this bothering me so much? And journaling is such an amazing thing. It really helps you work out your thoughts and get your thoughts out of your head. Once your thoughts are out of your head on paper, you can give yourself permission to stop thinking about it, right? So if you have a problem like obsessive thinking, get a journal. I promise it will help you relax, especially if your mind races before bed. If you journal right before bed and get all those thoughts out on paper, then you know you can always come back to them later if you need them because they're there. They're permanent, you know, and so you give your, your mind permission to relax. So I highly, highly recommend journaling. If you're interested in other tips and tricks, join us over on the Facebook group. It's facebook.com slash groups slash through the fire. And there you can get tips and tricks about how to deal with situations. You can get your questions answered in a podcast. You can connect with me directly and you can connect with other people who are in a similar situation as you people who've been where you've been, who are going through the same things you're going through. And you might even be able to find somebody who's not quite as far along as you are that you can lend a helping hand to. It's a great place to form a support network. That's the Facebook group, Through the Fire. Also, please, if you've enjoyed this, if this has helped you at all, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can help get this valuable information out to even more people. I love you guys, and I will see you next week.